everybody. We are back with a new episode. It's Rachel Porter here. And Rachel Courtney. And again, we have another fun guest for you guys today. Her name is Sydney Nash, a former KRNL alum. Sydney, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, of course. Um, Well, it's great to be on. I really do appreciate you guys reaching out. Um, Like you guys said, I am a former KRNL employee. I went to the University of Kentucky um, from 2015 to the end of 2018, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. I honestly can't remember. It's been forever, I feel like. Um, Yeah, 2015 to 2018, I get my dates mixed up because I graduated early. But um, I'm from Western Kentucky originally. Which part Um, of Western Kentucky? I'm from Paducah. Oh, hey, okay. My dad, my family is from Kevill, Kentucky. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, so super close. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, there are people, people are always funny because I, I think people, when they think of Kentucky, they think of Eastern Kentucky or Lexington and Louisville. And I always have to explain that Western Kentucky, at least in my opinion, is very different. Um, so, I'm from Paducah originally, and then I went to UK for, I think I got my degree in three and a half years. I graduated a bit early. I worked at KRNL at the time, and now I live in New York City. Do you <laughs> want to talk about, about it? Do you want to talk about what you did at KRNL and like what you majored in and stuff while you were at UK? Yeah, of course. So, when I came to UK, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do per se. I'd always loved fashion. And I was really into fashion, I would say, from the age of 13 to probably about 16. And then I really got involved in extracurriculars at school and high school and focusing on going to college and getting good grades and scholarships and all that kind of stuff. And fashion seemed like it wasn't attainable to me. I feel like coming from Western Kentucky, I didn't really have any kind of person in my life that I could see like oh wow they were able to do fashion they were able to do this um there weren't that many people around me doing those kinds of things so I think I got a bit pessimistic and thought okay well there's no way that I could make it into fashion I think I kind of got scared so when I came to UK I was undeclared and at the time I guess they still have it there was a program called undergraduate studies that's what you were majoring in until you got a real a real major you define a major so my first semester I took a lot of classes that were just required and then I took a couple of art history classes because I've always loved art history but as I started going through school I kept learning about the options and I was kept coming back to fashion being the one thing that drew me and so it was funny I actually came into the colonel offices right before I declared my major my second semester and told them I was interested in getting involved. So my kind of evolution into the fashion here at UK coincided with my introduction to KRNL and the magazine and the newspaper and all of that kind of stuff. So what you said you ended then, up... Oh, sorry. No, you can go now. No, no, no. You no, said, what was your question? Oh, were you getting to... I didn't know if you had already said your major. Were you getting to that? Oh, so sorry about, yeah, so I decided to major in merchandising, and then I got a minor in fine arts, 
and visual studies because I got to take a lot of art history classes with that. That's actually really why I decided to get that minor because it was something I really enjoyed. And I got to take a lot of applicable classes for design, so like graphic design. I got to learn Photoshop, and that was always an interest of mine. And then I also got a minor in journalism. Okay. So I really thought that my interest in fashion, I got the business side of it from the merchandising major. I really love the creative side of fashion and art, so I got a fine arts minor. And then I've always loved journalism and writing, so I got a journalism minor. So it all kind of came together to really round out what I was interested in and the sphere I wanted to go into in the future. What did you do at KRNL? So I'm trying to think. My sophomore year is when I really got involved. I came in just kind of, um, I came in and I met everybody and I said, you know, I'm willing to do anything. I'm willing to try anything. I'm interested in the creative stuff, so styling, anything like that. So I started helping out the stylists and scouting for photo shoots for the magazine. And I started writing on the side and helping ideate design, like a bit of everything. If somebody needed help, I just jumped in and said, great, I'll help. And then that kind of evolved throughout the years. I eventually was the creative director um, for a short bit. I also ran the social media for a bit. Um, I basically did everything at some point um, throughout the years I was there. And then I also wrote for the, the school newspaper for a bit um, as a contributing writer and stuff like that. So I kind of just did everything but the kitchen sink, I would say, <laughs> which actually prepared me extremely well for the jobs that I would go on to do in the fashion industry. Yeah, that's what Madison was saying, because she's your roommate, right? Yeah, we she, live together. It's yeah. so funny. I was, I was on the, I don't know if you were on the train or at dinner, and she looks at me. It was dinner for a bir- friend's birthday. We were down in Little Italy for a friend's birthday the other night, and she looks at me, and she goes, Hey, has somebody from uh, Karen L. worked out to you? And I go, yeah, did they ask you to be on the podcast? And she was like, yeah. They, she was like, you too? I was like, yeah. <laughs> We're trying. Yeah, we live together. We're roommates. Yeah. We met at Karen L., so it makes sense. That's so oh, that's, fun. That's how we met. Yeah, maybe that will be us someday. <laughs> yeah, we met at Karen L., um, and we basically worked side by side the entire time we were there. She was there before I was, but... We basically worked together the entire time I was there, and then we became roommates and moved up at the same time. So, yeah, it worked out. Yeah, she was saying, like, without KRNL, I don't think I would have gotten the experience that I would have needed to where she is now. And um, also... Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, she was just talking about how much it prepared her. And we were also discussing, it was funny that you brought up how you you didn't think that you can make it out of Kentucky or something, you know, because we're not completely surrounded by fashion but I think having people Mm -hmm. like you and having people like Madison we talked about this yesterday it's just really nice to hear stories especially coming from UK um that it's possible to make it in fashion you know yeah I would say I mean it's the same for me 100% I wouldn't be where I am today without the experiences that Karen L gave me it really kind of It was really something that we did, and we had such great advisors that kind of let us go where our ideas wanted to go, and they gave us the ability to pursue uh, projects and fashion shoots and ideas that when you're in that 
educational space, people don't always give you the liberty yeah. to work outside those parameters. So it really gave us an opportunity to do, to, to chase what we could conjure up in our minds, but then also it allowed us to see, oh, hey, this is how much work goes into this. These are the kind of skills you have to develop when you're working with advertisers or marketing or working with trying to get people to come to an event. There's so much that goes into something that you don't realize until you're knee deep into it. And we had ownership of it. So when you got to the real world, a lot of college students don't have those kinds of experiences coming out of college. So it really makes you stand out in the pool of applicants. Yeah, I I definitely agree. agree. Um, So tell us what you do now. In New York City? So uh, right now I work at a fashion PR agency. It's called Crep Group. It's a boutique agency. So there's two different types of public relations, which I never knew until I got into the industry um, when you're talking about fashion PR. So you can either be, typically you can either be in-house PR or you can be at an agency. So when you talk about being in-house, that means that you work for a brand. So say you work in Valentino PR in-house. That means you would work for Valentino in their office. Valentino would be the only brand you're focusing on, and all of the PR efforts that you are making are for your brand. So I work for an agency. So agencies um, are typically, they're made up of different brands. So they have different clients that come to them saying, hey, These are the services that I need. These are the PR services that I need. So they will have a multitude of different brands that they represent throughout the industry. So instead of focusing on just one brand all the time, you're focusing on, you know, however many brands are on your account. So you might be focusing on anywhere from four to five brands at a time. So those are the two big big differences in public relations and fashion. Um, I know a lot of people are usually asking me about that because people don't really know what an agency does, but that's what my company does. We represent different brands. Um, We represent through um, placements in magazines or online articles. We also um, work with influencer marketing as well as uh, VIP relations, you know, working with stylists and celebrities for red carpet events, et cetera, et cetera. So So talk about kind of like – when you got out of UK, did you feel prepared to go into to the industry? Like, did you have any fears about it? So I would say during my time at UK, I had a lot of anxiety. <laughs> I always felt that I wasn't doing enough. And I think that there was always this sense of I never had anyone to compare myself to in relation to the industry in New York. Because New York was where I wanted to end up. I knew that that's what I wanted after college, but I was always scared how I was going to line up as a candidate applying for jobs next to girls who maybe went to FIT or had right. been in New York or had, you know, all these how do you stand out for so long. How do you stand out? And I was always really, really scared that, you know, I was going to go up to New York and I was going to know nothing mm-hmm. because I had no sense of how, I compared to someone else in the pool. But throughout college, I met a lot of amazing people that, you know, came into my life that ended up being not only great industry contacts that are now some of my best friends, that I was able to create my own experience, not only through school and not only through KRNL, but I would regularly go out and work with a collaborator 
and collaborate on photo shoots with her. And I was able to add these to my portfolio and say, hey, I have this experience that I went out and kind of created for myself outside of school that I was able to put in my resume. And that's what I always tell people when people ask me, you know, how can I get experience? You know, being at UK, you know, KRNL is a great experience. and UK, they do offer great experiences, but sometimes there's things that you want to do that you can't find in Lexington. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about I, that a lot. I don't know if you relate to that at um, all. A lot, yeah. um, <laughs> But I was making my own experiences. I was going out and pitching social media branding to people. I was doing social media photography for local boutiques. I was doing photo shoots. I was working with local boutiques to pull stuff for styling, you know, personal projects, like all these kinds of things that, you know, I, I basically had to go out and find for myself. So by the time I got to New York and got my first internship, I had set myself up really well with a lot of experience that I could talk about. So when I did go into an interview, you know, I had a lot of great experience. Yeah, you had stuff to talk about. Yeah, I had stuff to talk about. What was your and first I had that experience? Um, what was your first go internship ahead. like? Was it in New York your first internship or did you have one prior? So it's funny story. So I actually my freshman year, and this is when I realized I really wanted to be in the fashion industry, there was a girl who used to work for a stylist named Deanna Roberts Rossi. Mm-hmm. Uh, she used to work at Marie Claire. She was a stylist there, and she's also the co-founder of Milk Makeup. Oh, wow. And <laughs> when, yeah, when Kate, when, so the student's name, her name was Caitlin Garzo. She's a UK alumni as well. And she came to speak to my merchandising my 101 class or whatever it's called and she based this was a time when she was she was an assistant for Zana Rossi and was working at Marie Claire with her and she had been Zana's intern as a student at UK as well so she came and she talked about her job and her experiences and I was just in awe because I was like there it is that's the person that I can finally be like hey they did it Mm -hmm. like hey that's that's someone that I want to be like. And so she talked to our class and she's the sweetest person ever. And she left the class and I remember sitting there thinking, I have to get her. I have to introduce myself, right? Like this is my opportunity. There was just a gut feeling. So I, I literally left out of the class. Like I was going to the bathroom and I kind (laughs) of like jog chased her down the hallway as so not to alarm her. But I, I went up to her and I was like, hey, like, I think what you do is really awesome and I want to end up in New York. Do you think I could get your email? I would love to send, I would love to keep in touch. So I kept in touch with her for the next couple of years. Just, you know, I, w- I would say Merry Christmas. Like, hope you're doing well. If you're in town, let's get coffee. And when I eventually was looking for an internship in New York City, she put me in contact with Zana's new assistant and I got the internship. Wow. So my first official internship was in New York City as Zana Roberts Rossi's intern which was one of the most amazing experiences I could have ever had it was so incredibly informative and Zana is one of the nicest people I've ever met in the industry she is a sweetheart she is so good at her job and she's so generous with everyone that's around her and I got to experience the most amazing things as an intern in New York City was that scary so at that first? Was my um, I think I was, I was scared, but I was excited. Right. You know, I think I knew I was ready by that point. I had been waiting to have this experience for so long to be in New York. 
and I was infatuated with styling at the time. So to be on set with her on a Target uh, commercial shoot and, you know, helping her prep for her E! News red carpet segments and going to Milk Studios, it was just, you know, it, it was beyond what I could have imagined. Don't get me wrong, it was a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of running around the city in 100 degree heat, but it was also worth it at the end of the day. I, lo- I loved every second of it. I couldn't, I couldn't have had a better internship experience. That's like so refresh, like refreshing to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I will say, so I did have an internship before that, but it was a remote internship. Okay. And I always tell people I would highly recommend if you're in school not in New York or in a big city, and you have time during the semester, which is what drew me to this, try to look for remote internships. They're not as easy to come by, but they do exist. And I don't know if you have you guys heard of free fashion internships? Yes, yeah, I just I follow them on Instagram. <laughs> okay, so Carla, the founder, is a dear, dear friend of mine. Oh my gosh. And yeah, so funny story before this was the summer before my internship in New York I was really wanting to get more experience before I went to New York and I was kind of bored not gonna lie just at school no and that's I had the stage time on my hands and so I decided I was I checked her website like every day and I saw one that said free fashion internship intern remote candidates welcome and it was like a sign I just knew I was like, I'm going to apply. I honestly was like, there's no way I'll get this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I really had no idea that I had no idea. So she got back to me very quickly, uh, hired me on as her intern, like the same day or the next day. And I started working with her while I was at UK. So I would help her with social media and all these other things. She has a million other businesses she has. But I was I was just helping her with whatever she needed for a free fashion internship. That was such a great experience as well. And we really got along and you know, our we we got along really well as coworkers. She was such a great mentor to me. And ended up she was doing you guys know Sophia Emma Russo and Girl Boss, yeah? Yes, of course. So she ended up, she was doing PR for them for in LA that spring. And she, out of the generosity of her heart, she brought me along with her. Wow. So she let me come out to LA with her as her intern. And I worked the girl boss rally with her. Oh my gosh. It was, it was a great experience. Um, so I got to do that with Carla and it was so great. And so I ended up doing that. That was my first time in L.A. And one of my best friends who I met in Lexington, who was a jewelry designer that I used to work with, had lived in L.A., so I got to see her. You know, it was just full circle. Right. That's and crazy. And so then I ended up, yeah, and so I ended up doing Carla's social media for a few fashion internships that summer while I was interning in New York. So that all kind of came together. Those were my first internship experiences. So... That I, I I know that was very long and one did, but so would you that say, was kinda how I got to New York City. So would you just Go ahead. it sounds like what you're saying is just like apply to stuff. Um and just see like what you can get. I know that a lot of people say that no, um no internship is a bad internship. I will say that's true. 
I, I will, I will say I've been very lucky. Every single internship and every single job that I've ever had has been, I have had a great time in every single one that I've had. And they've all been very positive and very learning experiences for me. I will say that I do know people in the industry whose internships maybe were not exactly what they expected mm-hmm. and maybe didn't live up to their expectations, but they learned what they didn't like before they got a job in it. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, and even if you don't like your internship, do you, you know, like, yeah, no, no. I, I actually run the internship program at the current job I have. So I work with interns every day. Oh, wow. And I get a lot of these same questions. And I always tell people, you know, you may get through this internship and realize PR is not the place for you. Mm-hmm. And, and it may just be because you're like, oh, hey, this isn't what I really thought it was going to be like. Maybe I'm more interested in styling instead. And that's completely fine. But it's good to know that. Not only do you now have a background in PR, but also you now know, like, hey, I'm not going to go to try and get a full-time job in PR if that's not what really set the fire inside me, you know? So, yeah, no internship is a bad internship, unless it's, like, a really bad situation that's completely different, but no no internship is a bad internship, in my opinion. Yeah, you get a full-on learning experience. Mm -hmm. So what does, like, a day-to-day look like for you at your job? At my job? Mm-hmm. Um, so I work in a job. I have a lot of different aspects to my job, I would say. So day-to-day, I am the executive assistant to the president of the PR agency. I okay. also run our internship program, and I run all of our social channels. Additionally, I take care of all of the um, office stuff so I you know I make meetings I you know make sure the office is stocked you know all the all the more less glamorous parts of running a business I do the back end mm-hmm. stuff of all that kind of like an office coordinator okay. um, but day to day every single day is different for me I typically will get up in the morning I live in Brooklyn so it's a bit of a commute yeah. um, I'll hop on the train and I might hit the I might go to yoga before work which is always good it zends me out before I get into the office um, and then I'll usually get in around 9.15, 9.30. Typically, the first 20 minutes of my day is looking through all of my emails and seeing what needs to be responded to immediately. I do a lot of scheduling, so things that are happening that day or the next day or in that week is typically things that I'm going to be responding to. We have a lot of international clients, too, so... When I'm responding, I'm always pretty cognizant of, okay, I need to respond to this in the morning so they see it before they go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then I'll typically meet with my boss twice a day to kind of go over her schedule and uh, see what needs to be changed, see what you know I can do for her that day, like all the things that need to happen. And then throughout the day, it's a lot of answering emails. I'll do uh, recruiting for the internship program. I'll take part in interviews depending on, you know, what part of the year it is or uh, internship period cycle. And then also throughout the day, I'll usually um, take an hour or two where I'm just working on social. So I'll set apart a day to work on community management, engagement, posting new things, um, checking on press hits, seeing what's good to post, planning things out, 
And then really from there throughout the day, a lot of things pop up. So I'm really just dealing with things as they come in. I work on a lot of projects that come up for the office. So it's really every single day is different. It's so hard to really define it as a day-to-day job. It's, it's definitely not the same thing every day. Which That's I fun. Like. I would like that. Mon- I don't like monotony. And yeah. it seems like in, no, it's different every single day. It seems like in the fashion um, industry, I know some of the guests we've talked to, they don't have like a strict nine to five job, like their job. They can be really creative with it. Yeah. So it really depends on what part of the industry you are in when it relates to hours. So I'm pretty nine thirty to six. That's pretty much my work hours. Um, I, if something comes up like an emergency on the weekends, which typically doesn't, but if something comes up last minute and I have to take care of it, like I do that, but it rarely happens. Um, but for me, I'm typically in the office every single day. Since I am more an administrative person in the office, I am in the office about every single day, unless I'm running errands or doing, you know, things outside. But You know, for other publicists, people that are actually working with the press day to day, they'll be in external meetings with clients or or press contacts um, at events, all that kind of stuff. Um, So really, it just depends on what part of the industry you are in, I would say. But I'm I'm pretty much in the office every single day. We um, just got back from New York City. And one of the things that we were really surprised about is all the jobs that are actually in the fashion industry. Like, there's some jobs mm-hmm. that we haven't even heard of that we've learned about mm-hmm. while visiting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of insane how many jobs there are out there. Um, it, when you think about what goes into fashion, there is so much that goes from the ideation and production to finally getting the product in someone's hands that you forget about, but you have to have somebody there at every single step. Yeah. So whether it's somebody who's designing the clothes or someone who's actually manufacturing it or the publicist who's working with the brand to promote the brand or, you know, the, the publicists who are throwing the party for the campaign launch or, or the people selling the clothes at the end of the day. Like there's so many people in between that. And a lot of times you don't hear about it because there are so many jobs. Yeah. It was nice that to kind of crazy. learn that because I just feel like also, I don't know, sometimes you can be hard on yourselves and you're like, Oh my God, there's only so many jobs when that's not true. And then you start comparing yourself. Like you were saying for internships, like how are they going to pick me? I'm just from Kentucky yeah. and all this stuff. But I just think, not that people are lazy, but I think people just don't realize that there's so many opportunities out there that they really can achieve. They just have to start looking. Like opportunities aren't some opportunities do come to you, but some you just have to look for. And I think Work having a positive mindset is really important because it is possible. Yeah, the jobs are here. Are here. They're in New York. There are jobs here. If if, if you come, there are jobs. A lot yeah. of it is timing. That's true. A lot of it is time in networking. And I think a lot of people, I think what a lot of people don't expect, especially if they don't live in the city, is a lot of jobs don't hire out very far. So when you get an opening in a company, people are typically looking to fill it rather quickly. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to start a job 
you can't really, unless it's a very specific thing and it's more of a corporate program kind of thing, which, so if it's more corporate, I, I can't speak to that. But a lot of the companies that I know, no one's looking to fill farther than a month out. Like a lot of places need people immediately. So I think that's why a lot of people that don't work here get really discouraged because they're like, oh, I can't find a job or blah, blah. It, it, it's not that. It's just, it's timing. A lot of people are looking for immediate fillings True. of positions. And also, I think that people undersell themselves a lot. Me too. I did it as a student, and I think that a lot of people, a lot of people, I feel like, especially you, what you two are doing, I'm sure you guys are much more qualified than you think you are. Well, I, sometimes I think you probably are. I can tell you, I work in recruiting students for internships, and I think that a lot of people undersell their own qualifications and values. I really do. So mm -hmm. don't be scared of it. You just, you really have to ask. I always tell people the worst thing somebody can say is no, no. or not mm -hmm. respond. And I would say majority of the time people will say yes or respond. Like and it may not always be a yes, but it may be a no, but hey, I can introduce you to somebody else who might be looking. Mm -hmm. Every single opportunity that I have gotten in this industry, except maybe say for one, is through an introduction of, is an introduction from someone else. No, I'm just saying that networking is such a big thing. Yeah. And it's not that hard. It seems like the... You just um, have to be a good communicator. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always easy. Well, which is not always easy, depending on who you are. The theme of this, the podcast, I guess, with our guest has been um, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Like, all they can do is say no. Um, a lot of people on the podcast have, like, reached out through people's DMs, just, like, introducing themselves. I've done that. I've done that. I've introduced myself via DM. I've actually been amazed by who has responded to me in the past. I, I'm telling you, it's really, it's really the net. It's all about networking mm -hmm. and hard work. And if they I will say you have to have hard work and you need to be passionate about it, but knowing people and, and, and it's not a bad thing. Like networking is everything, you know, it is a very social industry. So yeah. you just, you, you meet people through jobs. And here's the thing. It all started out with one person I met in Kentucky. And then through doing things with her, I was introduced to other people. And then I kept in contact with them. And through doing projects with them, they introduced me to other people. And I eventually got to where I am now. And yeah. you, you have to, they're, they're like relationships. And you have to take care of them. And, you, you know, you want to nurture these relationships in the industry. Because I will say, people can sniff ingenuity out. Not ingenuity. Not being genuine. People who aren't genuine. So if you just have to be genuine about your networking. And a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends in New York are actually people I've met while working who are now actually my really close friends. So yeah. it's, it's a very close industry that is built heavily on relationships and connections. And I so think you have to understand that. Yeah, I think going up to people and like keep asking people shows how much you really care about becoming like getting yourself into the into this industry. Like you going up to that lady after class just shows like how much you're willing to, you know, fight for it mm -hmm. and work hard for it. It makes a statement. And it's people people reaching out 
and you know having that boldness is not as common as you would think so people recognize that hunger in other people in the industry and also when you do reach out to people who you might have a slight connection with people are very flattered when you ask them when you say hey i really admire the work that you do i would love to get coffee with you people are very flattered by that and most people are going to take the time out of their day, maybe on a Saturday or during a lunch break, to do that because somebody did that for them. Exactly. We learned that, too, in New York. Like, because my mom was like, were the people mean in New York? Like, is that true? And I was like, actually, like, they were extremely nice. Some, like, many way nicer than the people here. And I think it's because everyone has been in someone's spot before. Like, everyone yeah, was York? friendly because they were once trying to find friends, too. New York, New York surprises you. New York definitely surprises you in that way. And especially in the industry, people, the industry gets a bad rap just because of pop culture and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the industry, and, you know, it was only like two years ago. Yeah. That's what crazy. has been, like, your favorite thing um, working for your job? Like, what's some of the coolest things that you've done or the coolest brands you've worked with or that you've admired? So I think really working in my job, so since I'm the president's executive assistant, getting to work underneath her has been such a great experience. She's such a well-respected person in the industry, and she is so amazingly talented at her her job, and she's been in the industry for such a long time. I think working underneath her and with her has been one of the best teaching experiences I could have ever had. And she's one of the kindest people I've ever worked for and so generous and fair. Um, so she's taught me a lot. And then I think my job really, we work with so many different brands that I've really gotten to see almost every single aspect of the industry now because I don't have a background in PR. Mm-hmm. I was doing internships in styling and publications and working really on the editorial side. And this job is completely on the flip side of that. So in my internships, I would be emailing press, uh, publicists at different agencies or brands being like, hey, can we borrow this? And now I'm on the complete opposite end, you know, receiving those requests. And, you know, so it's a completely 180 from what I ever did interning. So every single day I'm learning something new. I can tell you I am not a professional in public relations whatsoever, but every single day I learn something new. And I've been here at my job almost a year, a year and a month now, and every day I learn something new. It's been such a great learning experience. And, like, what have you learned um, about living or from living in New York City? Coming from, like, Western Kentucky. I think that... The thing I always find really funny is, you know, you'll talk to people. Most people who live in New York are not from New York. Exactly. And you talk to a lot of people, and some people will refer to themselves as New Yorkers, and some people won't. And you kind of ask, like, oh, how long have you been in New York? And some people say, oh, a year. Some people say 15. Some people say 10. And, you know, then you ask, do you feel like a New Yorker? And it takes different people a lot like it takes different people different times to adjust to calling New York home. So you can talk to people who have lived in New York for 10 years and they still don't feel like it's home. Or you can talk to somebody who's lived there for two years and feel like they've been there all their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New York is a very, there's no place that I've ever been that's like New York. 
it's amazing, but it's also difficult. It's full of a lot of wonderful people, but then it's also full of a lot of problems. So you really have to learn to just kind of be open to everything and really let yourself adjust and be okay with the fact that it's probably going to take you a long time to figure out what you're doing in New York. I've been here a year and I, I only just now feel like I'm starting to settle into a routine. And I'm sure in another year, I'm going to look back and be like, wow, I really had no idea what I was doing last year. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it, it's always changing. It's always something different, but I wouldn't live anywhere else. I love it. What did your family say when you said, okay, I'm moving to New York? Well, I kind of told them I was doing that when I was 12. So at that time, they were like, okay, yeah, sure. But they were also very supportive. So when I finally was like, guys, I'm actually going to do it, they were like, okay, great. My parents have always been super supportive of both my sister and I. And my sister my sister is older than me, and she was traveling the world before I ever even started going to New York or wanting to live in New York. So she kind of, like, broke them in in that sense. So, you know, she was spending six months in Ethiopia, and I was saying I'm going to New York. My parents were like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> you know, they couldn't be. My sister had already, you know, been spending years abroad. So when I said I went to New York, to them, that was like, okay, she's next door. You know, so they were always super supportive. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I've, I've been very lucky that they've always been very supportive of what I wanted to do and where I wanted to live. And I, I couldn't have asked for a better uh, family situation. Well, we like to end each episode. You've answered so many questions with <laughs> advice that you would give to your college self and then a silly life hack. I know it can be about anything. Yeah, like a life hack oh about gosh. New York, living in an apartment, you know. Okay, well, what was the first question? Sorry. What would you tell your college self? My college self. I would tell my college self to relax a bit. (laughs) I would tell her to relax that it's all going to work out. I spent a lot of time worrying about my future. I would tell her to take like a, just take a chill pill. It'll all be okay. It'll all work out. I feel like I was always such in a rush to get somewhere that I might've missed out on some experiences in college that I would have liked to have. Um, so I would just say, relax, you're going to get there. Don't, my mom always said, don't rush to grow up. Um, and then a life hack. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. I feel like I've learned so many life hacks, especially for clothing, the amount of styling internships I did. And right now I'm just blanking. Do you have I any like one? Go ahead. Do you have any tips for like living in New York City or places you like to go to? Tips for living in New York City. It's so hard (laughs) because living in New York is so hard. I I will say the one thing that I didn't expect, I will say the one thing I didn't expect when moving to New York City, the grocery situation is so different. No one tells you about the grocery situation. Yes. There, I don't think there is a single place where you can buy everything you need for a grocery. There's not a Kroger. They have Trader Joe's and, and Whole Foods, which are great. And then they have a lot of big supermarkets. But the choice and selection is always different. I had to go to, like, five supermarkets the other week to find a full head of cabbage. So oh, my gosh. I, I think that's, like, the one 
thing I would tell you about New York if you're moving here is like the grocery situation is always different. You have to find a grocery you really like. I take a weekly trip to Trader Joe's and that's like my thing. I'm yeah. trying to think of how do else. you carry your groceries, like all your groceries to your apartment? I've always wondered that. It's just I have so many reusable bags at work. It's insane. They give away reusable bags like candy in New York City. Well, like you go to an event, they give you a tote. You subscribe to a magazine, they give you a I tote. I love that. So I have so many totes at home. I just take totes when I go grocery shopping or I'll like get it. When I'm really lazy on the weekends, I'll get a cab from the Trader Joe's. I'm like, I really shouldn't, but it's like my one treat to myself <laughs> is getting a cab. I will say, if you're looking to live in New York, the one thing that you can do is live close to a subway station. Just do yourself the treat. Like, just do it. Yeah. yeah. Live near close to a subway station. Is that where Because you... I live about a 10-minute walk oh, right okay. now. And I love my apartment. It's great. But when it gets really cold, that 10-minute walk in the morning and at night, oh, it just really eats at your soul. Okay. <laughs> we visited... So, if you're um... ever looking... Go ahead. We visited Williamsburg, Brooklyn, when we were in New York, mm-hmm. and we loved it. Yeah, Williamsburg is a great area. Brooklyn is so big, and everyone's moving to Brooklyn. Yeah, I didn't realize like, how big it was. Everyone's moving out of the city to go to Brooklyn, yeah. Because it just Brooklyn's feels great. more, na- like, a neighborhood, more It definitely is homey. quieter, depending on where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you can leave get away from the city. Yeah, Manhattan from work and then, like, chill a little bit when you get to Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn's great. I highly recommend it. Um, I think whenever I do move, I'm just I'm going to move somewhere else in Brooklyn closer to the city. I, I really... A lot of my friends want to live in the city, but I don't really have that draw. I, I do like the quietness of Brooklyn, for yeah. sure. And I never thought I would say that. And you, so you get the city, <laughs> I so I would say that. like you get the skyscrapers, yeah, it's, it's like close. you still yeah. get everything you're looking for. Yeah. Well, it's been so much it's fun nice. talking to you. Well, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to talk to us, Sydney. It's been so much fun. I've learned a lot. Have you? Oh, yeah. And it's so cool that your roommates with Madison worked at KRNL. I think talking to you guys is really going to give listeners and especially us motivation and inspiration um, to do what we want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, yeah, no problem. Hopefully we'll get to talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely no worries. Oh, also, before we end, tell the audience your Instagram so they can follow you. Oh, wow. Um, if you want to. My Instagram. No, it's totally fine. Who doesn't need more followers? My Instagram <laughs> is my name. It's underscore Sydney Nash underscore. Very original. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Instagram. If anyone's looking for summer internships, I do the recruiting for our internship program at Crub Group if you're interested in public relations. If anyone listening is interested in that, can you spell you can that? Reach me at intern. Yes, Crop Group. It's K R U P P Group, G R O U P. And you can send me a message. Um, you can direct message me on Instagram, or you can also email internships at cropgroup.com if you're interested in interning in New York City or LA. I'm interested, in so I'm applying right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. We'll have people follow you. Hopefully, you'll get some clout from this. And <laughs> it's been awesome talking to you. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you as well. You too. Bye.